Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, the West Cork Chamber Music Festival gets underway in Bantry from the 23rd of this month. And there are some really fabulous concerts lined up again all the way to the 2nd of July. If you're interested in heading to Bantry for any of the days or making a break down there, well, then all the details are on westcorkmusic.ie. And one of the lovely features of the festival are the coffee concerts in the mornings where you literally can get a cup of coffee and sit back with some amazing amazing uh, quartets and soloists and fantastic music. And one of the guests who will be singing at the coffee concerts is soprano Anna Davin, who is fresh from her performances in Cosi Vantute. So when I rang her to chat about heading to Bantry, I asked her if she was still on a high after just coming off that tour with Irish National Opera. There certainly was, yeah. It was really well received. And I mean, Cosi Vantute is one of Mozart's masterpieces and an amazing piece to play in. The role of Fjordaligi never seems to stop. She's on stage the whole time, but it's really great fun because you've got a sister on stage. My sister was Sharon Carty, who's a good friend. Mm -hmm. So we had a great, great crack doing it together. And yeah, the thing is, I actually do think it's pretty difficult to stage well, even though it is one of his masterpieces, like the text and stuff. Now, it's pretty misogynistic for nowadays, but is still a masterpiece. Polly Graham, our director, I think she did a brilliant job of trying to rid it of that as best she could with the libretto and kind of make it relatable to the Irish audiences because it was like set just before the the beginning Mm -hmm. of the Easter Rising just before that and easy for the public to relate to it and I think that was really helpful and I had a cousin of mine because my mum's from Cork so the last few shows some of my family came in Cork and my cousin who's he's the eldest in our family but he's just a little bit older than me and had never been to an opera and he loved it and I was so delighted because I don't think it's always the easiest opera for your first opera because it's quite long and he loved it. So I kind of think fundamentally that means we were doing a good job. The orchestra were doing a good job. Peter Wheeler, our conductor, and fundamentally Polly, the director, did a great job staging it. Here I have another chance to see you again now because you're coming back to Cork for the West Cork Chamber Music Festival. And when I was chatting to you there, you obviously have a very busy day life apart from the stage. So there's a lot of kind of mum duties going on at the moment while you're trying to learn new music. Now, is some of that new music that you're learning for another project or are you already working on Chamber Music Festival stuff? Oh, no, no, no. Of course, it's for the chamber music. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's in, what, two weeks or just yeah. over two weeks? <laughs> yeah. But often I would have more than one project ongoing. But kind of when it comes this close to it, I'll focus on the on the task at hand as best I can. I mean, it is three different concerts, so it's quite a lot of music. But it's so beautiful down there. I was there in, I think it was 2019 was the last time I was there. It's just got a really lovely vibe. It's very relaxed. People really want to hear the music and hopefully... People want to hear new music that they haven't heard before, maybe, and push the boundaries of what 
they might be used to and there's great musicians coming from all over Europe so yeah it's a really lovely festival and I'm really looking forward to going back because it's a completely different ball game to opera because it's just you and the musicians making music and there's no running around on stage or anything like that so it's nice it's a completely different vibe you're doing you're doing three concerts and there yeah. there are three daytime concerts which also has its own kind of way of influencing the kind of program you would choose or how you would maybe present a program of music when people are coming to we'll say a coffee concert at you know 11 o'clock clock or something like that in the morning to to listen doesn't it yeah yeah that's true I mean vocally it's not ideal to be singing at 11 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. so I'm gonna have to switch my body clock to be going to bed earlier so I'm getting up earlier yeah that's true I mean I didn't pick the two cantatas that I'm singing were picked by Francis and the ensemble Didero I don't know if you pronounce it here I don't know if it's because they're French I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce it so I didn't pick them, but Francis asked me, he said, we've got this ensemble coming. Would you be interested in singing these cantatas? I thought they were great for you. And I was like, yes, they are amazing. Please, can I? <laughs> and then getting to do a recital with Deirdre Bremner. And we've chosen an all English and Irish program to kind of make it as accessible as possible with basically a theme of Irish poetry, mostly Yeats and Joyce through it. And we also have some Irish songs that were written in 2019 but they're very listener friendly. So even though they're modern songs, I would say that they have an awful lot of Irish folk song influences and they're like laments. Yeah, so I'm hoping people will enjoy it. It's helpful in that scenario when people can understand what you're you're singing about, you know. Mm-hmm. It's always lovely as well, though, isn't it, to have that kind of blend of given kind of autonomy to collaborate and program something that you would be interested in doing and also receiving music from somebody like Francis who just has the most incredible passion for chamber music and marrying <laughs> people together and creating these combinations and collaborations directly in the festival. So assuming you have never worked with this particular ensemble before for for that particular concert. And like, that's an exciting thing, you know, but it brings its own pressure, doesn't it? Coming down to Bantry and having the rehearsals and getting it all done ahead of the concert and having it the way you want it. Well, yeah, I mean, some of it in those scenarios is flying by the seat of your plants, but also you have to remember that it's your job to then make music and be in the moment. And I love that, that, you know, the chemistry between you and the ensemble and stuff like that and to try and just... I suppose, read the energy in the room and make the most of what you guys have to offer as a group, you know, with myself and them and what they bring to the table. So in that respect, it doesn't really not scare me. It doesn't really bother me because it's a bit like the way I would approach an operatic role, which is that I never have a set idea of how I'm going to play the role until I meet the cast. Because for me, it's all about how the energy works musically and theatrically. So kind of in that scenario in West Cork is is just as much fun for me in that respect. Well, your life as a soprano carries you not only all over the country and now down to St. Brendan's Church in Bantry, which I know Francis is delighted with that it has a, a lovely acoustic for vocal yeah. performers and stuff like that as well. But obviously around the world. And where's next? Have you got Irish dates planned for projects coming up after this? Or do you get to have the summer off at any point? I have Irish dates. I'm actually singing at the Boyne Music Festival at the end of July. And I have some other stuff in September. I don't know whether it's announced yet, so I'm not really sure whether I can say (laughs) and really must have a look. Ironically, like most of my next season is based in the UK, in Ireland, which is it's funny. Like you go years and years and years where you sing rarely in the UK where I live or in Ireland and you're just singing in Europe. And then all of a sudden it's funny, you know, stuff just happens in like clusters. I'm spending a lot of time in London, which I hadn't done before. 
Which is nice because I know you have a little toddler, you know, so it's it's lovely, isn't it, to be able to kind of balance that home and soprano life as well, which is it's a tough ask. But, you know, that that's nice, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we actually moved up to Yorkshire in August. Kind of ironic. I haven't worked in London, like, except for the odd concert in about like five or seven years or something, yeah. maybe. And then I move up north and I've got two contracts. So it's like three and a half months worth of work in London. But I'll be able to commute each weekend. So it's better than some other stints, you know, it can be really hard. Unfortunately, my older one is in school now, so I can't take her everywhere. It was really easy. And my sister <laughs> told me that was the case. My mum told me, babies are so portable, toddlers are so portable. It's going to get really hard when they go to school. And I was like, it'll be fine. Yes, but it is very hard. <laughs> it is. So it's constant juggle, to be honest. It's constant juggle mm. and working out whether the jobs are going to work for you. And unfortunately, it's not just me that makes the decisions anymore. It's me making the decisions for myself and a few other people, you know. Yeah. But that's life. You know, lots of people are in careers that aren't music related, have similar struggles. So, yeah, I mean, the travel is not ideal, but the travel is also brilliant as well. It's a complete double edged sword. But so yeah. rewarding on both fronts. And I know like there is that sort of window of years where the pressure is a little bit bonkers, let's face it. But you wouldn't give up either of those two sides of your life for, for anything because both bring amazing rewards. I remember one time talking to Celine Byrne and she was kind of doing a flying yeah. interview with me, but she was in the middle of assembling a drum kit for her son at the time as well, you know, while she was kind of parachuting oh, at yeah. home, doing bits and pieces <laughs> and then skedaddling off again. And that's, that's the life of a soprano. You know, you, you do have that European life that has to somehow blend with staying in touch with what the teacher is saying is going on in school this week. Oh God, yeah, I know. Luckily, I'm very, I'm very lucky. I have, I have a husband that's completely on top of all of that as well. So when I leave, I don't really think about it. I'm not busy trying to sort it out every day because I think I couldn't do that. I'd just go insane. <laughs> it's just too much. Are you sure now you wouldn't like to get stuck full time into the phonics, Anna? Oh well, I, in, fa- in fairness, actually, in saying that, I find the phonics really interesting because I'm dyslexic, so I really struggled with reading myself as a child. And I discovered phonics when I started being a singer in college. We were taught a bit of phonics and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a complete game changer. I can actually understand how to pronounce something. So it's really interesting that they're learning in such a different way to I learned, you know, and I can see like how useful it is. So, yes, I don't spend hours on them, but I do find it fascinating. Isn't that so? And and especially, of course, as a soprano singing internationally and with all the programs, like you have to sing in multiple languages and, you know, read them, learn them, understand them, absorb them and commit them. So it's a funny twist in there. It is. Listen, it's been so lovely talking to you. I'm going to give the dates for those three concerts in Bantry now, just, just after this. But we're also going to listen to a piece of you singing as well. And it's been so lovely talking to you, Anna. Thanks a million for chatting to us this morning. No, no problem. Thank you for having me.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.